God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So we stop, we pause. Do you realize your need for God? Matthew 5, verse 3, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. When I first read this, I asked myself this question, do I realize my need for him? Surely I do. And I was reminded of a a song, a, a hymn that I used to sing as a child song by a lady called Annie Sherwood Hawks from the 19th century. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee. Oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour, stay thou nearby. Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour, in joy or pain, come quickly and abide, or life is vain. I need thee, O Lord, I need thee every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot, to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Come, ye sinners, poor and needy, bruised and broken by the fall. Jesus ready stands to saving you for love pardoning, love for all. He is able, doubt no more. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. This is the first beatitude that Jesus teaches us. When we realize our need for God, we are living in this culture of the kingdom of God where the currency is blessings. And this word bless is or blessed it might be in your version means supremely blessed it means supremely blessed it means fortunate it means well off it means happy and this is why we need to realize our need for god and why our posture our approach to the king is significant and why i felt i needed to start today prostrate before the king And I ask you today, how do you approach the king? 
How do you approach him? Jesus is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the lover of your soul. He he is the one who died for you and for me. How do you approach the king? What is your posture? This word here, God blesses those who are poor. Poor is a Greek word, patokos. And it's a form, it's formed out of an, a number of Greek words, and which is quite often in the Greek language is one word, but it's made up and reflects other words. It's such a beautiful language. And this poor means a number of things. It means to crouch. It's akin to another Greek word, which means to fall or even be frightened. And it's also an alternate word for a beggar. So I'm painting this picture of what this poor is because when we read that word and we say that word poor, we might just instantly think of someone who has no money, who has not much wealth. And that that is one of the um, definitions of the word. But it's much more than that. This is this picture of being reduced to begging, to beggary, to asking for the alms, it says in um, the dictionary I read in. Asking for alms. And those of you who don't know what alms are, each time at the temple, when the people used to meet, there would be pe- beggars begging for alms. And those who had wealth would walk along the corridors and the colonnades and give these beggars alms. This word, pachokos, means destitute of wealth. It means destitute of influence or position or honor. It means lowly, afflicted, destitute of eternal riches. Maybe your version said, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. And that's where they would have um, got that from. This destitute of eternal riches, helpless, poor, needed, lacking in anything as respects their spirit. And Jesus says, God blesses those who are all these things. And they realize their need for him. And that challenged me, this realizing my need for him. Our posture, I asked you, what is your posture? Our posture is to be humbly bowing before the king maybe prostrate at his feet, understanding our complete need for him, for our salvation and our life. I was reminded that last week we watched a clip from The Chosen. And in that, the, they, they, they showed Jesus talking about the Beatitudes And he said this one statement, and I wrote it down, and it really, really touched me. And I'm sharing it today because, you see, he said this, that the Beatitudes are a map to find Jesus. And this is how we approach the king, with a realization, with a respect and a revelation that Jesus is the way. If we want to find our way to Jesus... We approach 
in this place where we understand that he is the king of kings, that he has died for our sins, for the things that we have done wrong. We approach him that way and understand that we need him, not as someone we, as Bill mentioned today, as a, as a token to say, I need this, Lord. Can you provide this? For yes, there's part of that, but it's much deeper than this, this need, this poorness. It's a much deeper thing. It's our eternity. It's our life. For God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to die for you and for me. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's how much we need him. He is the king. He is sovereign. So what is your posture? How do you approach the king today? In fact, I want to ask you another question and ask you this. Who is your king? Who is your king? Is Jesus your king? Or are other things more important than Jesus? Is he really your everything? Part of this realization that realizing our need for him, part of this realization is understanding the sovereignty of Jesus, that he is king. And as a king, he is ruler of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, as Matthew talks about. And in this topsy-turvy kingdom of God, being lower somehow makes you higher. I'm going to read a psalm at the beginning. I'm going to read it now. Because you see, David understood that he needed his king. And Psalm 86 says this, Bend down, O Lord, and hear my prayer. Answer me, for I need your help. Protect me, for I am devoted to you. Save me, for I serve you and trust you. You are my God. Be merciful, O Lord, for I'm calling on you constantly. Give me happiness, O Lord, for my life depends on you. O Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask your aid. Listen closely to my prayer, O Lord. Hear my urgent cry. I will call to you whenever trouble strikes, and you will answer me. Nowhere among the pagan gods is there a God like you, O Lord. There are no other miracles like yours. All the nations, and you made each one, will come and bow before you, Lord. They will praise your great and holy name. For you are great and perform great miracles, for you alone are God. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart that I may honor you. With all my heart, I praise you, O Lord, my God. I will give glory to your name forever, for your love for me is very great. You have rescued me from the depths of death. 
Oh God, insolent people rise up against me. Violent people are trying to kill me and you mean nothing to them. But you, O Lord, are a merciful and gracious God, slow to get angry, full of unfailing love and truth. Look down and have mercy on me. Give strength to your servant. Yes, save me for I am your servant. Send me a sign of your favor, then those who hate me will be put to shame. For you, O Lord, help and comfort me. That is the way we approach the king. That is our posture. He understood that he trusted in God, that he was our source of salvation. And our life depends on him. And as I was saying in this topsy-turvy kingdom, of those that are low actually are high. I was reminded again of the Apostle Paul. And in Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to read it from the New King James Version because the verse 13 in there is one that we know very well. And, and this is how we remember it, especially here. But verse 10 says this, just to give us context. Philippians 4 verse 10. And Paul is writing, he's coming to the end of his letter to the Philippians, and he's, he's thanking them for the, their generosity um, in providing for him. And he says this, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet smell and aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul understood that whatever the situation, however we were, whether we were rich or whether we were poor financially, in, in whatever position that we were, whether we were abased or abound in this version, that our God is all we need. He shall supply all you need. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That is so powerful when we think about how we approach the king in this lowly place. And he says this, I'm going to wear a crown. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. The kingdom of heaven is yours. Not by anything that we have done, but by what Jesus has done. And as we cry before him, as we bow before him, as we prostrate before him, we understand 
that he will supply every need. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs now and in the future. And this is how we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Can you see the kingdom of heaven is yours? We've talked about breakthrough this morning and the power of the Holy Spirit and the authority that we walk in as children of God. Those that are lower will be higher. That from a posture of lowliness we are raised to a position of possessing and living in the kingdom of God. That all that God has promised is yours. Not because of anything you have done, but because of Jesus the King. Blessed, blessed, supremely blessed, fortunate, well off, happy. The kingdom of heaven is yours. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is not just a a lovely way to start a sermon. We we had a glimpse into, um, I, I love how the chosen do it we had a glimpse into jesus and matthew deciding how to start this i mean he said you're starting it with you are the soul of the earth no that's not right and and jesus comes back and he says hey i got it i got it this is how we're going to start it god blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him for the kingdom of heaven is yours and so often we might think i'm not poor but we are We are in need. That is the realization that Jesus wanted to say to those people, to us today. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Let's pray. Jesus, you are amazing. You are incredible. Thank you for your words Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord, that you love us so much. You came and made a way for our sin to be paid. Because we've all fallen short, as we know. And we need you, Lord. And we approach you as the King of Kings. And I thank you, Lord, that as we humbly come before you, you promised us that the kingdom of heaven is ours. I pray each and every one of us will make that a reality in our lives and come back to this place of at your feet. Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, Amen.